Thank you for joining us. Here at VLC, our purpose is to help people discover and develop a life in Christ. Now here is Pastor Gary Tony. So good to have you with us. Want to welcome our online family and those of you. Uh, just a FYI, thank you, Ralph. Uh, I'm, I'm rolling old school today. Yeah, I know, right? But I've, I've got a lot to cover, and I thought the Bible might help me. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Anyway, hey, 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 easy now. <clears throat> but I do want to let you know that uh, our team has been working very hard this, this past week, and uh, so now we are uh, available on podcast or on uh, Spotify, so just, yeah, <clears throat> you, can, uh, you can just Victory Life KY, and that'll, that'll take you right to it, and they're, they're starting to put our... My sermons on there and moving forward as we uh, continue to kind of evolve a little bit, I'll be doing additional talks and teaching on, uh, on uh, our, our, uh, the uh, podcast. So, uh, so take advantage of that. I think that we're, um, God is blessing us with uh, the ability to do several things for people that may not have the, uh, the privilege or they may not feel comfortable yet gathering in, in, uh, in a setting like this. And, and we want to make sure that regardless of where we're at, we make sure that people feel loved and feel comfortable with whatever they're facing. Amen? Yeah. Now, how, how many of you have been doing your homework? I just need to know. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's about 2%. Uh, just, just so you know. Now, I know some of you, you just don't raise your hand. You're one of those non-participating churchgoers. I, I understand. And that's okay. But... I have to encourage you because, listen, if you think that you're not going to grow or if you think you are going to grow and not do your homework, not that it's about homework, you understand. I'm just trying to get you to spend time in the Word. But it will help you when I am up here talking about things and I'm going through the book of Ephesians and while I'm talking about something with Andy, the Holy Ghost can tap you on the shoulder and say, by the way, let me deal with you right now. How many of you ever had the Holy Spirit deal with you? Yeah. If, if, uh, if, you're, if you're drawing close to God, that's going on in your life. And so we're, we've been in this, uh, this is uh, part number four. <clears throat> I will probably have to have one more week on it to, to, to get everything accomplished. But our key passage out of this book is taken out of chapter six. And you remember we ask you to read chapter 6 first and then go back and go through the letter. And what that does is it gives you some perspective. And this is why he tells us, chapter 6, verse 10 out of the Amplified, be strong in the Lord. Watch this. Be empowered. Say empowered. empowered. Be empowered by our union or through our union with him. See, this is the thing. The closer you walk with Jesus the more power is going to be evident in your life. And I know we're all at different places in our journey of faith. And this is why we have to be people of love. And we're never critical. We never judge other people. That doesn't mean that God doesn't have expectations for you. Like we said last week, we just have to be one of, the, one of those believers that actually expects God to be God in our life. To do the miraculous Remember we made this statement last week, if God tells us we have it, we, if he tells us we can do it, if he tells us that we can be, then instead of asking our carnal human nature what it says, 
Let's believe what God says. How many of you think that's radical to believe what God says regardless of how you feel? Regardless of, a couple of you, okay. Regardless of what tradition and opinion and society tells us. You understand that society, unless they are born again, they have no clue how to direct your life. Now, we live in, in the landscape of what we're living in today. So many people are basing their decisions on people that don't know God. Hmm? So it's important that the church understands who we are. And we walk that out in love. Say in love. Yeah. See, I want you today to be open to the reality. If God's going to do something in the earth today, it's going to be through someone that will say yes to him. Any, any takers on that? See, you're, you're going to have to be willing to, to, to walk across the street, to walk across the room, to go to the break room and, and, and be that expression of Christ to someone. Not their, listen, not your denominational, pharisaical, religious, judgmental opinion. Just be Christ to them. Huh? Instead of saying, well, I'll, I'll call the church office and tell them to put you on the prayer list. No, you pray right then in front of everybody. Nah, I don't, Dave, I, I, don't, I don't know about that. That's, that's a little radical for me. I think God is looking for that today. I, I believe that's what it's going to take for some of us to actually see the power manifest is you've got to step out of your comfort zone. See, the Apostle Paul's revelation that he has given us uh, of the church being his body on the planet, that's the thing the Holy Spirit's primary objective for us is to be willing, yielded vessels. He's actually counting on us. you got to get this today. The Holy Spirit is counting on us discovering and exercising who we are, exercising our authority over the powers of darkness. See, this is the thing that the world doesn't understand. And, and, and next week, we'll, we'll really do a deep dive into what's going on in the unseen world that's governing decisions all over this planet right now. The ridiculous, radical, crazy stuff that's unfolding in, you know, in different pockets of our nation. It's not man. There are demonic forces. And what's sad is half the church doesn't believe that. That's why we continually get mad at people. And we don't realize that we are the ones that are keeping the powers of darkness at bay. In my city, your city, your state, your nation. Hmm? If you haven't listened to my series on Daniel, you should definitely go get it. He teaches us very valuable principles. And so in the book of Ephesians, this is now, now uh, you've heard me say this many times. This is one of my, my favorite letters that the Apostle Paul has given the church. Um, but the, the thing that we have to be open to is making ourselves available to what it says. Right? And the thing that I love about what the, the, this, this letter does is it really helps us see our position. As a believer, you know, the, the thing that I've discovered as a pastor over the years is this. So many of us, we just go through life with the blessed assurance that heaven is our home. And we do our own thing our own way. As long as you don't bother me, I'll help you a little bit at the church, preacher, if you need it. 
I'll give you a little money, but do not interfere with my life. Now, we all have that tendency. You see, you take someone, uh, you know, like, like Reisman. It takes time and dedication and commitment to be part of this praise team. That's why everybody's not part of it. We're selective in that. Not that they're going to be perfect. Well, if that's the case, we can all go to the park. Because there's, there, are, there are no perfect people. We're not going to do it right all the time, huh? Our job, though, is to stay close enough to Jesus that we catch it a little bit here and there from him. And the thing I love about what this letter does is this. The first three chapters of it, show our position in Christ. The last three reveal our responsibility. But if you never get the position right, the responsibility will always be this religious, legalistic obligation. But once you know, who, once you know your position, you see, our positional authority in Christ, guys, it cannot even be executed without some practical understanding of what he's done by his grace, his presence, his empowerment in us is what is going to affect our daily lives. Are you, are you with me? But if you don't make yourself available, and this is why we give out homework and ask you to read your Bible. See, I, I realize, and this is why, the, and, and this is in chapter 4, and hopefully we'll get to chapter 4 today. But uh, chapter 4 gives a very clear description of what my role is. God gave pastors to churches. Are you ready for this? To equip saints. For, what was that word? For the work of the ministry. See, a, a, lot of, a lot of church folk, they just want to call the preacher. But a pastor's job is not just preaching. My job is to equip you so that you can, if it, you, know, you can be an influence to your coworkers and your family. And your, it's, it's not just volunteering in a local capacity. Sure, that's a big part of your Christian journey because if you don't connect and serve in a local church, you're going to miss a major aspect of the calling on your life. And it doesn't matter what you do. Whether it's ushering or serving in our cafe or children's ministry or media department, th that part, you just have to be led in that. But if you never put your hand to the plow, you're going to miss a big part of what God's doing in your life. Because he doesn't leave anyone on the sidelines. Well, I, well I'll, I'll show you today as we get, it, get into it. When you start in Ephesians 1, one of the things that you're going to see is right out of the gate, he blesses us with all spiritual blessing. Huh? Well, let Let's just look at it, okay? My attempt was to read without my glasses. Just <laughs> but it's, it's, it's difficult, you know. Right? I do, don't I? But see, these are readers, so if I put them on and try to walk around, I might wind up on the floor. But l listen to, to verse 3. Now, you won't have all of these uh, since I brought the media team. Don't worry about it. You just stick with me, Okay. Because I, I didn't give them, I didn't put the whole book on the thing. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us, has blessed us, has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. See, the thing I, that you need to understand, God has blessed us. He has predestined us as sons and daughters. We are redeemed in him. He has made known to us the mysteries of his will. In him we have obtained an inheritance. 
in him. And this is one of the things that, that, that now you're not finished with Ephesians. So this week you're going to go through it again. I bet I've read it this week alone. I bet I've read it six or eight times. And I don't try to see how fast I can blow through it so I can just check the box. Oh, I did my homework, Pastor. Where's my cookie? <laughs> no. I want you to stop and meditate. I want you this week as you go through, I want you to highlight all the in Christ and in hymns. Because that's, that's you. You have obtained this inheritance. I, one of my favorite ones is this. We are sealed with the Holy Spirit as our guarantee. I am born again. Heaven is my home. I will never be the same. I belong to Christ. I'm not some religious person. I'm not affiliated with some organization, you know, with the name on the building. That's great. We're supposed to be part of a local church, but it's much bigger than that. So let's get into it. Ephesians 1, let's start in verse 15, just for sake of time. Therefore, I got this one on the screen. I don't need it. <laughs> Ephesians 1, 15, therefore, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for the saints, huh? I didn't cease to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayer. Now, this, this is one of the most important lessons that you will take out of Ephesians is this prayer that, it, that the Apostle Paul prays starting in verse 17. I tell parents this all the time. If you're struggling with your children, this is the prayer you go to. I tell, I tell husbands and wives, if you're struggling with your spouse, this is one of the prayers that you go to. For people that don't know Christ, for bosses, for coworkers, for neighbors, Paul says, since I heard of your faith and your love for the saints, I did not cease to give thanks for you, to, uh, for you, mentioning you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, watch this, he will, this is the first point, that he will give you, now when you're praying this, put somebody's name there. I pray this over myself all the time. Father, I thank, that, I thank you that you have given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. You have given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge. Of, what, what does that mean? That means that when I'm spending time in the word, wisdom and revelation is coming off the page. And it's not just information. It's revelation. He goes on to say, verse 18, that the eyes of your understanding, not the eyes of your humanity, not the eyes of your intelligence, your spiritual eyes, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, watch this, so that you may know what is the hope. That word hope there is literally this, the expectation of his calling. His calling for who? Who's reading it? You. Who are you praying for? That person the moment you give your life to Jesus, guess what? You have a calling. You actually have the calling before you give your life to Jesus. I know we got people that get all mad and quit. I get it. We've all been there. But then you start to grow. And the Lord begins to deal with you. Lord ever dealt with you about stuff? I can tell you, listen, there have been, you can ask my wife, there have been nights I've I, I, I've, I, we've been in the bed, and I'm like, babe, I am flat out done with this. I can go get a job. I got skill. Andy will hire me tomorrow. I'm telling there have been so many nights that I've like, all them people, Jesus, you deal with them. I'm quitting. Right? I'm quitting. I can't tell you how many times I've entertained those thoughts, and sometimes I've said them, and then the Lord says, what are you talking about? What do you mean quit? There is no quit. 
You may quit, but your calling doesn't. It's still there. Huh? You don't, you don't have that luxury. Now, you have free will, but this is the thing I need you to wrap your head around today. Everybody listening to me, those of you watching, those of you listening six months from now on a podcast, get this. There will be a day. Now, God's mercy is new every day. There is no condemnation for anyone that is in Christ Jesus. But make no mistake about it. There will be a day that you're going to stand in front of Jesus. And you're going to have a conversation with the master about what he asked you to do on this planet. And it's not going to fly when you say, well, I just got mad and I didn't like their decision, so I quit. We doing okay? One of my, one, one of my favorite people in, in our church is Miss Lily Turner. She, she, she is a prayer warrior. This is what she does for, for our church, for me. I know that right now she's praying for me. Love you, Lily. I'll see you in a minute. She goes to our Lexington campus. What is it that God's got on your heart to do? Huh? Well, if you'll let me on the stage and be part of the worship team, for real? <laughs> the answer, you already ought to know the answer to that is uh, no. If that, because your, your heart's not right. Huh? Anyway. That you may know what is the hope, what is the expectation of his calling, that, and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power. I like to say it like this, Father, I thank you that I know what is the expectation of your calling. I thank you, Father, that I walk in the exceeding riches of your glory. I thank you, Father, that I exercise the power, the greatness of your power in my life. You, you have to get this inside you according to the working of his mighty power when he worked in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and seated him in his right hand in the heavenly places. That's where Jesus sits today. Tell him, baby. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion. What is that? That is, these are these principalities and powers, this might. This is all demonic activity. But I love this. He, he takes it a step further. He says this, and every name that is named. Not only in this age, but in the age to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church. Watch this. Which is his body. The fullness of him who fills all in all. Now watch. I, I made this statement a few weeks ago. I, was, uh, I, I think I was cutting up with Ray at the time, but, but uh, you know. If I see, you know, if I see Oscar going down the road and, and I don't say, there goes Oscar's head. I say, there goes Oscar. See, he is the head. We are the body. If someone is going to see, hear, experience Christ on the planet, it will be through us. And not only individually can we accomplish great things for Jesus, but corporately through the fullness of him, through all of us working together. See, that's the harmony of being part of a local church. <laughs> Nicole Kay showed up with a whole busload of kids and helpers. And man, they were, she was, they, they come in and clean the church. And I mean, there's kids, I mean, I thought they, they're going to get tired in a minute. No. I mean, they're running around cleaning and working, and, but, but here's the thing. And you got to let kids be kids, but there's something else happening. Where are you going, man? No, I'm just, I'm just playing. 
Man, is he going to do that to me? No, I know. He was the one I'm running around. <laughs> but here's the thing. You've got to let them be kids. But, guys, more things are caught than taught. See, they may be in here. And I know the older one, bless her heart, she's like, really, Mom? I don't want to be here. She's a teenager. But things are happening. And, you know, teenagers, listen, here's a newsflash for you all. Teenagers are going to be rebellious. I know some of y'all got your little precious baby. Not mine. Yeah, yours. Yours probably be the worst one. <laughs> Boy, you laughing at Annie. He's growing up quicker than you won't. You better be ready. Yeah. See, see guys, yeah, but, but what's happening is they're seeing something take place. So when they get older, it's, it's in them. Are you with me? See, one of the first things that being empowered by Christ demands is that we have to embrace this reality, guys, that you and I, that we are an expression of him wherever we go. That's the thing that he's wanting desperately. And that's what Ephesians chapter 1, it starts laying the foundation of our position in Christ. The second revelation that we're going to take out of this letter is this, that we've got to be open to being united as one people. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians 2 verse 1 says this, And you he made alive who were dead in your trespasses and sins. What's that mean? That means the moment you accepted Christ in your life, you, you began your life. Because according to what the, the Bible teaches us, until you're born again, even though you are a walking, living, thinking, breathing human, you dead. Dead man walking. <laughs> huh? Because real life isn't humanity. Is that, am, am I taking you too far? Come on, guys. Real life is accepting who God made you, accepting your born-again nature, and then allowing him to grow you. The Bible says in verse 4 of uh, chapter 2, God who is rich in mercy, thank you Jesus that he is rich in mercy. Because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, watch this, he made us alive together with Christ. He didn't look at what you did. He didn't have a, a list that he went through. Mm. Cody, you don't qualify yet. Sorry. How many of y'all, you heard people say, well, when I, preacher, when I get my life straightened out, I'll, I'll come to church with you then. Well, that doesn't happen. He's the only one that straightens your life out. Are you with me? Verse 6. And he has raised, raised his past tense. He's raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ. Watch this. Guys, you've heard me say this before. There is no future in God. What? No, Pastor, I got a future. You, you may have a future, but in the scope of eternity, there is no future. How do you, what, is yet, what is tomorrow? What is next year? In eternity. What does that mean? Time as you and I know it no longer exists in that world that you and I are now born into. And what Paul wants us to understand is that we already have this. We have been seated with him in heavenly places. When, when God looks at you, he sees you in Christ because we're his body seated in heavenly places far above all principles. Are you okay? He says, this happened, verse 8, 
By grace you've been saved through faith, not of yourself. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. There's no way you can earn it. No way you can be good enough. You can't. This is his gift of grace to us. And then I love verse 10. For we are his workmanship. The New Living says it like this. We are God's masterpiece. Huh? We are created in Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should think about doing if we feel like it. Put that back up there. What's it say? God prepared beforehand that we should what? Walk in them. Huh? We have to be willing to say yes to Jesus when it doesn't feel comfortable. When you don't like it. Where's Patrick at? Here we go. There's, there's the newlyweds right there. I, I told him the story last week, Patrick. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to. We, we, we're going to do, I think, is that, we're going to do it next week, I think. We're going to do a little ring thing. Because Patrick was in an ambulance on the way to the hospital while they were getting married. <laughs> yeah. But he's here now. He's, you know. And see, here's the thing. It would, it would have been real easy to just, uh, he, he, either one of them, well, we'll just wait. They've already had to put it off once because of this COVID I got a word for that. <laughs> right? Anyway, focus. Yeah, we are his workmanship, created in him for good works that he's already prepared. You see, this is the thing, guys. There are things that God has prepared for you, but until you take the next step, you're not going to, he's got something down the road for you. You see, if, if Tracy and I, if we'd have decided, because you all know my story, I wanted to stay in Tulsa. I loved it. I loved living in the city. I loved Tulsa. I wanted to stay. But if I'd have stayed there, sure, I could have, I could have gotten a job at a church and, and probably had a, 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 a good life, but I would have missed my assignment. But I didn't know this was my assignment. Hmm? When I came here, I didn't know it. I was on staff at another church, and then one day the pastor calls me in and says, uh, it's time for you to go. He didn't, he didn't ask me my opinion. He said, what do you think about this, Gary? You ever thought about starting your own church? He said, it's time for you to go. I guess that was a good way to say, you're fired. <laughs> but, but now they supported us. They, they took great care. They didn't fire me. But, you know, but it was God giving me that next nudge and that step. Huh? Are you willing to take that step of faith? If, 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 if I were to come to you and say, this is your next assignment. See, this is one of the things I've watched about how God has used Bree over the, over the last year and how he's developed her and, 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 and really Stephen, both of them. I mean, these two kids, they, they are rock stars for Jesus. And they're just, they got just, I mean, Stephen's got enough of his grandfather in him to just be hard-headed enough to just do whatever. Huh? He probably gets it from his, his, his mom. She's hard-headed, too. Oh, is she here? Oh, yeah, there we go. See? Here's my point, guys. What are you willing to do when you feel the nudge? Uh, I'm just kind of good with my life right now, Pastor. I'm, huh? Verse 18. I got to keep moving. For through him we have access 
by one spirit to the Father. Therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but you are fellow citizens with the saints, and you are members of the house of God. Remember, what are we talking about first? Position. You are part of God's family. You are a citizen of heaven. Does that ever register with you? We are ambassadors on this planet. So the first thing you have to remember is this. We are empowered by Christ to be an expression of the fullness of him. Second, we've got to be open to being united as one group of people serving as one body, not only individually, but corporately. And then the third thing that Ephesians teaches us, the revelation that we get is this, that God expects us to, to, to mature so that he can equip us and empower us as a believer to advance, to really occupy while we're here and, and exercise Christ's victory over the kingdom of darkness. See, the kingdom of darkness has been defeated. Huh? But unless we, the body of Christ, exercise our God-given authority on the planet, the kingdom of darkness will still be wreaking havoc. This is why the church needs to embrace who we are. We need to understand that we are citizens of heaven. We are part of the body of Christ. Let's keep going. Ephesians chapter 3. Now, in chapter 3, uh, really, and, you know, I really need to get to chapter 4, but let me just give you a couple things here. Wow. Listen to this. this I, I just want to highlight this in the beginning, and then we're going to slide down to verse 8. But Paul says this in verse 1. For, for, for this reason, I, Paul... The prisoner, I am a prisoner for Christ Jesus, for you Gentiles, for you, for the heathen. Huh? He says, I'm in prison for you. If indeed you've heard the dispensation of the grace of God which was given to me, how did I get it? By revelation he made known to me the mystery. See, this is the thing. When you begin to spend time with Jesus, he's going to make known to you your next chapter. Do you think Paul wanted to be in prison? No. But he didn't let any of those things, he didn't let any of the circumstances derail him. And then he, then he says this in verse 8, To me, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. And to make all to see what is the fellowship of this mystery, which from the beginning of the ages had been hidden, in God who created all things through Christ to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church. How's it going to be expressed? How's it going to be made known? By the church. And not only is it going to happen to, this is the key that I want you to get, not only is it going to happen to humanity, but the wisdom and the nature and the character of God is going to be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in heavenly places. They see what you do. They hear what you do right now. They have no choice but to respond because every name given in heaven and on earth has to yield to the name. But unless the authority of the name is given, it doesn't benefit. It doesn't, it doesn't serve its purpose. Verse 11 and according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ our Lord, in whom we have, are you ready for this? We have boldness and access with confidence through him. What does that mean? That means that right now you can run, you know, you can run right in to the presence of God right now. 
What is that like, Pastor? Because I, I mean, I want to go in the presence of God. Stop thinking carnal. Stop thinking with your intelligence about how is it going to be, what is it going to look like. And by, fi- by faith, just receive the fact that God says you can come in. So the next time you want to go into the presence, just by faith, like, I'm here. Lord, I'm in your presence right now. I know, I know so often we, we need a special song, you know. We need, we need somebody playing in the background like DJ with some, you know, we got a, in your presence. Oh, I'm here now, Lord. No, it, it, that's wonderful that we have emotion and we can do that, but you don't. You, it, I mean, those are all supplements. They make, it, they make it more enjoyable without a doubt. But sometimes, you know what you need? You need shh, quietness. Huh? Because here, can, here's what happens with me so often, especially if you've got your favorite worship song going, man. The next thing I know, Kate, is I'm thinking about that worship song. The next thing I find myself doing, I'm singing the worship song. Instead of being quiet, being still, and knowing that he's the Lord and listening, huh? I'm I'm singing the word. Nothing wrong with that, but there are times when you need to zip it and you need quiet. Paul says this. Now, here's your next prayer. Remember the one I gave you in chapter 1? Here's your next one. This is, uh, the, these, these two key prayers will change your life. I pray these prayers over you all the time, over me. For this, reason, for this reason I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, watch this, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, what, what? So that you can be strengthened with might through his spirit in your inner man. Why does your inner man need to be strong? Because that's the one that's going to, that, that God communicates with. That Christ may dwell in your heart through faith that you, here we go, being rooted and grounded. Go on, say it. It's not a cuss word. In love. I, I, I know this is, the enemy works harder on this than anything else in the body of Christ. You know why? Because this, if he can keep you out of love, watch this. That you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the, 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 the length, the depth, the height, that you will know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. And this, is, this is what it takes you to, that you be filled. Say filled. That you be filled with all the fullness of God. Now just think about this. In the morning when you show up on your job, if you showed up with the fullness of God, not based on how you feel. Not, 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 not based on how good you were over the weekend. But because you are rooted and grounded in... Guys, thank you, Lord. Make no mistake, you will never discover the fullness until you get the love part. That's God's nature. That's who He is. And I know there are people in our lives that don't deserve forgiveness. I know that. That's why his mercy's new every day. That's why you extend mercy and grace. Because, but, but until you hang out with Jesus long enough for that to get in your spirit, it's going to be difficult. And that's why you will never experience the fullness. Is because you, you can't get past what somebody said or did to you. To know the love of Christ that passes knowledge. That you be filled with all the fullness. And then, uh, then he says this. 
Now to him who is able. How many of you think God's able? To do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. But that power works through love, y'all. So let, let, let's just think back over these first three chapters. Number one, you have to be in him, the position of, of, of who you are. He empowers us to be an expression of him. Second, he unites us to operate as one person united together, like-minded. That's why love is so vital. It's not that we're always going to agree and like everything, everybody. We're not. But when you love people, huh? When you love people, you move past that. That doesn't mean there's not correction, there's not discipline, there's not teaching. You know, John and I were talking uh, a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about he's got his, his boys reading out of the Old Testament, and some of the stuff in the Old Testament is such, it's such meticulous details. And he was like, God, why do we got to read this? He was struggling with it. He was talking to the Lord about it for a while, and finally the Lord just prompted in his heart. He says, because that's who I am. I am in the details, and I want things done with excellence, and I want things done a certain way. Now, we don't always do it that, you know, we, we all, all of us, but what God wants us to understand, so you've got to be open to this, and it starts with love. And then thirdly, we have to become mature believers, empowered by him to advance Christ's vision, to advance his victory, his position of authority over the kingdom of darkness. Remember chapter 1, 2, and 3, position. 4, 5, and 6, responsibility. This is the one, though. My time, yeah, I know. My, thank you all. My time is up. They, 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 let, they remind me on the screen that i got to wrap this thing up. So I want you to stay open to this reality. Our in Christ life, huh, it comes with spiritual, with moral, with ethical expectations. It comes with responsibility. That's why he put four, five, and six. That's why he covered the responsibility side of it because until you, until you get comfortable with who you are in Christ, you're, all those things are religious, legalistic things. But once you know who you are in Christ, once you know that you are the fullness, and once you know that uh, it, it's according to the power that works in you, then when you go through, so, so next week we're going to pick up in chapter four and you're going to see how, how Paul begins to, to, I mean, he puts some serious expectations on people. I mean, he goes into such detail about, listen, some of you all that are using foul language and cussing, you know why I get, you know why I like, I, I, I call out cussers quite a bit? Because it's in Ephesians. Hey, when you grow up, you quit cussing. I know some of you, I know some of you, you're not there yet, gutter mouth, I know. You think, well, that's just how I express myself. You don't have to. It's just a habit. You know, you just got used to dropping the four-letter words. You don't have to. Yeah, but I'm mad. Okay. You don't have anything else in your, in your vast accumulation of intelligence to express yourself than dropping some word? Now, 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 now and, but you tell your kids, now, I better not let you, I better not hear you say it. Like, Dad, Mom, they're confused. That's just one. He talks about, he talks about marriage. I mean, there, all the responsibility side of it. But you got to get your position right first. You have to know who you are 
being rooted and grounded in love, and then he goes into helping us walk out. This is, this, this is the line that I'll leave you with. Let me see if I can find it real quick because I don't know where it's at. Y'all okay? See, if I, if I kept preaching out of the Bible, I, I would never get done. But in chapter 4, he says this in verse 24. Okay, verse 23. Okay, verse 22. I, I know, right? That's the... You, you, turn to your neighbor and say you. You put off your former conduct, huh? All you gossiping, backbiting, griping, complaining, whinies. You put off your former conduct, that old man which grows corrupt according to this deceitful lust, and be renewed in your spirit. And you, say you, you put on, who's got to put it on? You put on the new man that was created according to God in his righteousness and holiness, created to be like him. But who's got to put it on? God's not going to make you do it. But as you spend time in those first three chapters and you begin to discover your position, all of a sudden when you go into chapters 4, 5, and 6, because when you get into chapter 6 and all of a sudden God tells you that you're getting ready to do battle with demons, it's no longer weird. It's no longer spooky pooky stuff. Huh? You're not running around and like, oh, I don't know. No, you know exactly what to do. And when one of these crazy things tries to show up in your city and it's influencing one of your leaders, remember our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. It's not the person that you think's in charge is the problem. It's somebody manipulating his thought life. Just like somebody manipulates your thought life. But until you have your position right, that you are seated with Christ, that you have been made the righteousness of Christ, huh? that you are rooted and grounded in love, at that point, then you can begin to exercise your authority and, and begin to operate out of the right position of who you are as an heir to the throne of heaven, as an ambassador to the kingdom of God. What about that? See, and when we start operating like that, that's... Guys, that's when things change. In, in, that's how the nation of Israel would change. One dude changed the whole landscape of Daniel. I'm telling you, if you haven't, you, you got to go listen to that series. One guy changed the whole landscape of a nation. And he, wasn't, and he got taken from his home. So let's quit crying about our situation. Stop all the whining. Stop all the complaining. Stop it. Stop complaining. Church folk, Christian, born again, Holy Spirit anointed, stop. Love you. All right. That being said, in order for anything that we've talked about in Ephesians to be a reality in your life, you've got to be born again. That means you have to take a step of faith and ask Jesus into your life. So if you're in the room today, today's your day. I, I don't, I'm not sure if I like this church. I don't know if I want to be, a, I'm not asking you to be a member of this church. I'm asking you to be a member of the family of God. If you don't like this church, we'll help you find one that you do like. We're okay with that. We're not hung up on that stuff. What we are hung up on is people giving their life to Jesus and discovering one day at a time, one decision at a time, a life he died that you could have. But you got to take a step of faith and ask him to come in. So whether you're in the room or you're watching us or maybe you're listening six months from now, say the prayer. Let's everybody say it together. Let's help him. Lord Jesus, come into my life and make me new and from this day forward Jesus is my Lord 
Heaven is my home. And I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you said the prayer and you're in the room, stop by our information desk. They've got a little packet for you. Got a new Bible. Get you started in your next steps. Those of you watching, listening, if you did that, tell a friend, tell somebody, contact us, let us know. Everybody else, if you're ready to give today, you can, you can on your way out, you can drop your offering in the give boxes or you can go to our church center app. Uh, I just want to give you a praise today that you guys are just awesome. We're, through this whole thing, we've been allowed, uh, and, you know, by the grace of God, to continue to do everything that God's called us to do. And so what, whatever the Lord has put on your heart to give today, let me pray over you as, you, as, as, as we wrap things up today. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you that your hand is on every person here that, that, that sows and supports the ministry advancing the kingdom of heaven. So today, Father, may your blessing come back on them, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, that we be strong vessels for you, expressions of you in this day, God, to advance your kingdom. And everybody said amen. Man. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to click on the subscribe button. For more information on Victory Life Church, check us out at victorylifeky.com. Thank you so much for listening.